for go-getters and just going to betters. It's the pre-W Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the pre-W Smith Show. An article caught our eye in MLive.com recently titled, Michigan is a climate haven. In a warming world, will everyone move here? Well, take a listen to this. We've got Sherry McWhorter. Lindsay Moore had a chance to catch up with the two reporters for MLive.com, and they brought the story to us, and we've got it here for you right now. So look, humans have this natural psychological tendency to always be searching for the greener grass on the other side of the proverbial hill or mountain, whatever, however that goes, right? And such is the case here. A lot of people, of course, maybe grow up in one area of the country, move to another because they think it offers either a better quality of life, better opportunity, et cetera. But while during the last few decades, warmer climate areas, in particular those in the South and those in the West, have drawn a lot of population out of the Midwest, and in particular the state of Michigan, to those regions of the country, the reverse, in fact, seems to be beginning to brew and percolate now in pretty significant ways. Tee this up for us, guys. Michigan looking more and more attractive as a place to look to to get away from the issues that we're seeing in the warmer climate areas. Tell us about this. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Appreciate being here so much. We appreciate you guys. The story's important. What's happening here? First, you know, I think, as I said, those greener grass spaces and places that we thought might offer a better life a little while ago People now there dealing with hurricanes on the one hand, wildfires on another, and lots of things in between are starting to say, hmm, Michigan's looking pretty attractive these days. Yeah, well, you know, the consensus among climate scientists is that uh, the hurricanes are not going to get any easier and the wildfires are not going to happen less frequently. And the, the oppressive heat in parts of the South is not going to grow more comfortable. And eventually, there'll be a, a tipping point, whether it's because people's insurance companies won't let them rebuild their home along the, the seashore, or they are tired of the electrical grid collapsing because it snows in Texas. Eventually, some people, especially people who can afford to, will look for a place that has less problematic circumstances. And Michigan looks really positive in that light. We don't have hurricanes. <laughs> right. So we have these climate issues going on. We also have another thing that makes us very attractive, and that is this massive expanse and almost limitless availability to fresh water. 90% of North America's water supply, as you guys point out in your article, is in the Great Lakes. And that's amazing. Yeah, it's probably the greatest resource that North America has, if uh, you asked my perspective on it. Yeah, and so, again, as, as your article points out, by 2100... It seems like a long time off, but actually 80 years or so can fly by. We expect thousands, tens of thousands of more people to consider Michigan home as a result of all this. Well, sure. And that's just from those fleeing sea level rise. Some experts believe that we could be facing millions more people wanting to move into Michigan. And on the one hand, that can be positive depending on how it happens and whether it happens very suddenly and kind of all at once, as opposed to over time, there are issues of whether or not we can accommodate that level of population influx. 
Right. And that's really what we wanted to focus on in this project. We didn't want it to be so doom and gloom. The sky is falling. People are coming. Watch out. Right. <laughs> what we really wanted to look at was how do we plan for this? Right. Like we're talking to dozens of scientists that agree that this is going to happen. Like you said, over time, it's going to be a trickle. So we need to know where to put these folks. We need to know where we can build housing. We need to know where we can build roads. And, and we really need to know where we can do, build water infrastructure because, as you mentioned, it's our best asset, but we need to be able to get people groundwater. And we need to, you know, on the flip side, be able to do flood mitigation, you know. Right. So water is going to be a challenge in a lot of different ways. Some would view, especially if you're looking at it purely from a business perspective, all this inflow of population is going to create lots of opportunity for businesses to service this inflow and to support the new people coming into the state. But there's also a drag as well that comes along with it and a strain, naturally. How do you come down on it? Is this positive news? How do you feel about this? Well, it certainly can be positive news if we start planning for it now having more people to start more businesses and work in the jobs that aren't being filled now, that's not a bad thing. But we need to start planning for that now. Businesses do, communities do. And if we plan for it properly, it could be an economic boom. Yeah, I mean, look at Michigan's, you know, history as a manufacturer, right? So we we talked to folks that said, let's take this to our advantage. Let's let's really refocus on what we can do that we've already been good at, right? Reinvent the wheel in that way. And Michigan's population, you know, that was kind of our greatest hurdle in this project was proving this kind of stark claim that thousands and thousands of people are coming um, when the population has been pretty stagnant and people have been leaving for better jobs. So this could be the tide turning that we need in Michigan. And it's really how Sherry and I started working on this together, me as an economy reporter and her as an environmental reporter, because I was hearing that in economic development circles of let's really brand Michigan as a climate winner. Let's get folks back here. And then her looking at it as, okay, okay, what do we do when they're here? Because we need to protect the space that they're coming for, right? So that's really kind of the push and pull of this whole project. Yeah, just because it will be better here than almost everywhere else in North America doesn't mean that we are immune from climate change. Our storms are going to be stronger. Our snowfall is going to be deeper. So we're going to have our own struggles with a changing climate to deal with here in the Great Lakes. The benefit is that our struggles will be much less problematic than those along the coasts or in wildfire country. Right. It's relative. It's relative. Even though there's no escaping anywhere in the country or, frankly, anywhere in the globe around the world, you know, there's no escaping what's coming with climate change. Our summers are going to be warmer, for example, right? They absolutely will. Yes. yes but relatively speaking much easier to deal with and find a comfort level and still find a good ability to have the kind of quality of life we're all seeking much better here than in the alternative locations you've mentioned. And your article is great because first, it puts us on notice that this is, you know, a real, a real coming phenomenon. No question about it. All these things are lining up, whether it be from the climate side, the economic side, just the quality of life side. All these things are lining up to make us look like a very attractive place. And you give examples of stories of people who moved west and then came back. It's happening. Maybe at a trickle right now, but it's going to be much more of a significant flow in the future. And uh, your article is timed well to open our eyes to this coming reality. We really appreciate it, guys. Sherry McWhorter and Lindsay Moore, writers for MLive.com. Thank you for being on. Thanks so much for having us. All right, we're going to head to a quick break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 